Welcome to The Schooled Podcast, a podcast about Christian schooling. We believe that Christian schools are a countercultural, revolutionary movement and a significant part of what God is doing in the world today. Join us as we explore the Christian schooling movement, its origins, its purpose, and its future. Episode six. Welcome, Jamie. Welcome, Josh. Here we are again. Yeah. Six yeah. episodes in. This is this is fantastic. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. If you've made all six episodes, that, that means a lot to us. Yeah. So we're we're a new podcast, and we're at this point now where we've just started to get some feedback. We've had five episodes out there, and um, people are writing to us and uh, and talking to us, mm. telling us what they think of the show, and uh, it's been it's been great. Yeah. Super encouraging. Super encouraging. Yeah, I received a email uh, from a teacher who used one of our episodes in a staff devotion, and all the staff sat around and you know shared points or brainstormed different things that had stood out to them, and we didn't even think that that would be. No, yeah. I had not thought that this would be used in a staff meeting. And but but it's so encouraging to see staff sitting around and sort of pulling it apart and. So, uh, so thank you. That's so encouraging. Yeah, I, I got a message from someone just the other day saying uh, I listened to it on the treadmill, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, getting physically fit and uh, professionally, spiritually fit as well, that's listening right, to the right. Schooled podcast. So good on you, that person. That's great. And, and I received a message from someone, uh, from a parent of our school who shared this with her husband and, um, and they were both so encouraged but helped them to see a deeper perspective on on Christian education and, and our aims and dreams and visions and for what we're doing. And that was so encouraging. And they said it helped them as parents of kids in a Christian school to, I guess, know why they have their kids here and they, they love that. So that's so encouraging. Yeah, isn't that good? Mm. And I know lots of teachers and people who work in Christian schools uh, have said they're listening to it uh, on in the car on the yes. way to work. And it's been an encouragement and a reminder of why they do what they do. Mm. So uh, that's uh, that's great too. That's why they're that's why these are short episodes. They're kind of a, a car trip, yep. and uh, a, a great way to be uh, encouraged in the morning on the way to work. Yeah. So if you have uh, if you have any more feedback or you want to get in touch, um, the best two ways to do that would be through our website, theschooledpodcast.com. and then our Instagram and our Instagram at theschooledpodcast. And uh, either of those great places to connect if you've got feedback or questions or, or whatever. You just want to say hi. Yeah, yeah, we love it. Yeah. We love it. So uh, get in touch. So let's get into it. Episode six. Episode six. So, so what, um, what have you been up to lately, Jamie? Oh, look, Josh, uh, I'm always on the lookout for a podcast idea. And I was going through some documentation this week. And there's a, there's a whole lot of things. It's a busy time, graduation mm. time of year. And... I came across some documentation from about 20 years ago, okay. which predates me in the school. And there was a staff pledge. Mm. And so a, a pledge that, and this happens in a lot of, a lot of Christian schools, uh, it does, does in ours, a pledge where, that staff make at the beginning of the year about committing to the purpose yeah, yeah, of yeah. being a teacher in the Christian school or a, a staff member in the Christian school. And I looked at it and it's pretty much the exact same pledge that we used at the beginning of this year in 2019. Oh, wow. So uh, it's, it's a big part of the, the history of the school and um, I think connected to you know, the movement as well. Mm. So what I thought, it was really interesting reading through it and I thought, okay, wow, 
this has a lot to do with our purpose and yeah. our origins. So I thought it'd be great to just unpack it Absolutely. And, and, and talk it through. So I'll read it out. Yeah, go for it. We, the staff, realize the great significance of our ministry and of our influence in the lives of our students. We are therefore committed, with God's help, to remain true to our purpose by actively proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, consciously seeking to be an example of the Christian life, loving and nurturing the children in our care, and growing in our professional learning. Awesome. And, and that hasn't changed in 20 years. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same thing that we used this year. And that I think that's, that's really cool because we're looking at, I guess, one of the key things with this podcast is looking at our origins and our purpose. And uh, I guess the origins of the Christian schooling movement, in, especially in our context, I mean, this sort of frames a lot of that. It does. And to see that uh, each year our staff are pledging the same thing yeah. is encouraging. It shows that our purpose is actually the same. And we've talked a bit about mission drift and, and we were sort of discussing that in our school yeah. and how we've got to be really careful that we don't move away from the, the core mission of our school. So this really actually helps us to stay on track, doesn't it? It does. Well, words are really powerful mm. and staying true to our purpose is something that we need to be intentional about. If you look at uh, organizational life cycles mm. and whether it's a movement or a business or you know, and a school, uh, you see that very often in the first generation, business will start up mm. and it's, there's that pioneering spirit and sacrifice being made, yeah. a strong vision. And the first generation work really hard to build it. Then you have a second generation who really reap the benefits yeah. and the rewards of what's been put in by that first generation. Mm. Uh, but often... But at the end of the second generation into the third generation, entitlement and yeah. expectation and that kind of thing starts to, to float in. The, the purpose and the mission of why it started in the first place is sometimes lost. Mm. The trajectory starts to drift yes. and upward growth uh, actually starts to uh, dwindle and head downhill. Mm. So it's really important moving through the generations yeah. of Christian schooling movement now that we have things like this that help us remain true to our purpose. That is so true. And it can be so easy. It's not an obvious shift in direction, is it? It's often like small steps that lead to a, a major shift in direction. You know, we, no one sets out to say, oh, how can we totally turn this thing around and move away from our original purpose? Yeah. But little daily steps of moving away from what we're here to do can definitely lead us way off course. Oh, absolutely. I remember a quote, someone was speaking, they were from a, a large school who had it had been historically christian church in its in its origins but over the generations had drifted to yeah, a place okay. where it was very secular very humanistic and uh, the the leader at the time was asking you know how does that happen mm. and what he said was simple but profound he said it happens one small compromise at a time Dear, wow. things like this uh help us keep the purpose in front of us mm. when we're making decisions when we're choosing focus for each year we, we want to make sure that we're not making those small compromises yeah and that we are actually building on the original mission and vision yeah and this is an excellent lens through which to seal that isn't it it so is we're making those decisions whether they be major decisions or you know driving to school and reminding ourselves of why we do what what we do yeah uh, this is an excellent, um, excellent way to view that. So, so we're going to pull this apart a bit, and you've sort of highlighted some key points as you read through it. Yeah, uh, of things that that sort of, I guess, that we say this is these are key elements to this pledge, and and whether you are in our school or in another school in our country or another country around the world, 
Um, a lot of Christian schools have similar pledges. And so we, um, we hope this, as we sort of unpack this, will bless you and help you to refocus your purpose. Yeah, re-inspire you. It re-inspired me as yes. I was reading it. So, so what's the first thing that kind of really stood out to you? So I, I highlighted that word. That very first sentence says, we the staff realize the great significance of our ministry. And I highlighted that word significance yeah. because in our day and age, I think the word significance and prominence is sometimes used interchangeably. Yes. Particularly social media drives mm. that. Like someone's a significant person in society or that kind of thing. They're a prominent person. But they're actually very different words. Mm. And for us as teachers, as educators, what we do carries a lot of significance. Yes. Uh, but it's not always prominent. No. It's very often not prominent. And some of the most powerful things that we get to be a part of uh, are those just a conversation in the hallway? Those all those twenty five students in front of me during the day, mm. and outside of a group of it might be outside of that group of twelve year olds. Nobody else really uh, knows how much impact or how much heart you're putting into what yes. you do. So it's not prominent, but it is incredibly significant. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, I think yeah, with our Instagram culture of influences yeah totally. we do think that to influence people you have to be seen by a whole lot of people yeah to have a and big audience yes that's right and uh, but but we know that that our our role here is significant and often it's individually and it could be with a group of students but it's long term and we all play a part in that you know you see that the significant things that teachers have done in early years we actually see the the positive benefits of that in yeah. later years and you actually sometimes don't recognize the fruit of the significance yeah. of what happened until years and years later. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. We, yeah. And we've all had those experiences where someone comes back and writes a letter or, you know, visits the school mm. years after they left and they have an anecdote, a story of mm. when they were in class and something you said or something you, you did or the way you, you were or a teacher was that really had a profound impact. And uh, you think, wow, that was significant at the time. I didn't realize actually how significant that was. So the next part you highlighted uh looks at our students yes why why our students because obviously we're a school you know what's the key yeah so i just highlighted that phrase our students because i think it's really important for us to always bring ourselves back and remind ourselves that it's about the students and i think as christian schools have become more successful Mm. and uh more accepted and very often a school of choice uh, it's easy for us to start to think that it's about us yes and forget that actually it's about the students so i think it's something that we never want to take for granted or assume in the early days there was a real sacrifice required to be a part of part of a christian school you know often teachers sacrificed what pay scale they were on or uh, yeah it's right and, and definitely career options and that kind of thing in the future it's a little bit different now, but I still think there is a sacrifice required. It's just mm. a different kind of sacrifice. Yeah, there's, there is definitely a different sacrifice. And I think that links with the idea of significance. It does. That it's a, um, you are making a significant impact on the life of a student. Teaching is not a glamorous... Um, no, it's not. If, you, if you're not at a party and people say, what do you do? And it goes around the room and they get to you and what do you do? And you say, I'm a school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not the it's not the it's not the worst. No, it's career choice as far as you know. It's just not cool. Goes. You know, but not, yeah, no, You're not a, not a rock star or whatever. So, it's, it, what I have found though over years is different people take on different jobs, and they might be high paying jobs. But so often I hear from people who they're saying, "I want to retrain and become a teacher." 
I want to do something significant and meaningful and, and meaningful and that's meaningful because the students actually come first because you're actually giving your life to influence a future generation and say well actually I'm putting you first I'm actually well, laying down my life in a sense yes which is what Jesus modeled and has called us to to yeah. put others before ourselves and in our context it's we're putting these students these young people their needs before ours mm. Totally, which I think really leads on to the next part you highlighted, which is God's help. Yeah. That uh, it, it actually says on there, uh, therefore we're committed with God's help because if we are putting students first, laying our life down, that's sacrificial, but um, we can't do this on our own. You know, it's delusional to think that we could actually change it, the oh, course it, of history it, on our own. It, it absolutely is. And it's not sustainable on our own. No. So you can you can make a sacrifice, you can, you know, bear the load for a time period out of your own strength and resolve. But I think to truly do it and sustain it, mm. we need we need God's strength. Oh totally. We need we need to be able to God we'll have God help us see things from his perspective, mm. give us his heart for these children, give us his perspective for their future. And that energize and yeah. sustain us through the process absolutely and sometimes we can have this um noble messiah complex you know we think it's noble that we're laying down our life and doing everything where really we're acting like a messiah we think we're more messiah than jesus and it's yeah <laughs> ridiculous yeah there was there was a really interesting situation a while ago now uh there was an interaction happening between two staff members and and one said to the other well one was stressed and worried about a situation and the other one paused and said i need to let you know that there is a god and you're not him (laughs) and it was just it was just a moment and it actually relieved the pressure in the situation to say actually you know what we actually do need to rely on Mm. god and a lot of this stress and load and anxiety that i'm carrying at the moment i need to put that on i need Mm. to put that onto god and come to him in prayer and have him be part of the journey and yeah. sustaining me through it and how much better to be empowered by the holy spirit actually in last holidays i had some great revelations about living in the power of the holy spirit and about a week or two in i was exhausted yeah and i'd gone back to relying totally on myself and uh, i was like this is ridiculous i'm burning this expensive fuel that burns out super quickly instead of going no i have i have, I have a, a never-ending source and i'm going back to daily surrendering saying God, I need your help. Like Holy Spirit, I need I need you to empower me to do this. And there's incredible freedom and joy in that. Yeah, I think it's really important to constantly remind ourselves that yep. it's by God's grace and with God's help. Mm. So the first dot point of what we are committing to do as teachers in this is to it says actively proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I love that word actively. So that's what I've highlighted there. It's we, we want to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And very often when I interview people for a, a new role or yeah. you're just talking to someone about their life as a Christian educator and so you ask that question, how does your faith influence how you teach or influence okay. your classroom? Yeah. The the most common answer is, well, you know, I, I treat students with respect and I'm kind and gracious and I try to be fair. Mm. And I hope that over time, students will look at me and see there's something different about me. Mm. This phrase here, actively proclaim, uh, 
it speaks to more than that. Not yes. just passively being a nice person mm. and being Christian in my demeanor, but actively looking for opportunities to yeah. proclaim the gospel, actively looking for links, searching out opportunities for conversations to, to take it in that direction, to talk about Jesus, talk about how he's changed my life mm. and how he can change your life. Yeah, I think that's that's huge. Of course, we want our classroom environments to be peaceful and, and you know to be, to be to be good spaces but there is an element where at some point is it just a nice space or are you actually leading young people to an understanding that um that jesus is actually the one who transforms that space that he actually has he has part a part to play in every every aspect of our life and, and i think for teachers you're finding like authentic links we've talked about this but not levering things in in a weird way but actively proclaiming in that how how do i actually see that what i'm teaching what i'm doing here actually links to to my life as a whole um yeah and also talking about how um how much jesus changed our own lives not sort of feeling like we have to get up and do a big preach but just going honestly this is what i'm experiencing at the moment you know or this is this is what i've seen in my life in a real sense uh and being authentic authentic about that absolutely yeah so that's that's really really important and it's an active thing not just a passive thing that happens and I think that flows on like the next part that you highlighted is that the second part is um, consciously seeking to be an example of the Christian life. And if you are to actively proclaim the gospel, it definitely helps if you are an example of the Christian life or you are consciously seeking to they do that. They kind of go together, don't they? They really do, don't they? Yeah. Uh, the re- what I thought about when I highlighted that was there's two aspects to being an example of the Christian yeah. life. There's the one I think that our mind automatically goes to is the integrity issues okay. so that I'm, I'm a Christian at, at school, uh, online yes. with my family, that kind of thing. I'm, I'm faithful to my wife. I'm, you know, I bring up my kids. Well, those sorts of things. Mm. That's the Christian life. Yeah. But I think that is a bare minimum yes. when you think about this. So when, when I, when I think about being an example of a Christian life, an example of a Christian life isn't about what I don't do. Mm. Like I, I, I don't do these sins and yes. I don't behave in that kind of way. Being an example of a Christian life really comes out in what I do do. Mm. It's not just a list of moral obligations. It's not just things that we have to do. It's a vision of who we're becoming. Yeah. So an example of a Christian life is we are becoming more like Jesus, that we actually should be seeing that uh, throughout our life. So, and, and following the way of Jesus isn't just doing a list of things that he told us to do but it's a whole new frame for how we live our life. Yeah, a life that's been transformed from glory to glory. That's like, right. Like the Bible talks about. So the bare minimum is, yes, on on the weekend I go to church mm. because that's what a Christian does. Yeah. But an example of Christian life is my life has been transformed yeah. by being in Christian community and I'm being a part of transforming other people's yeah, lives right. through Christian community. That's the above the line that's kind of right. application of this. Totally. And I think with all of these, like these these four key points, they're all above the line things. They're not, not below the line like you just have to do this, but these are all visions for who we're becoming as, as Christian people and Christian educators. And to actively proclaim the gospel fits hand in hand with being an example of the Christian life because you're actively proclaiming something that is real and you're showing you are, you are a living example of that. Yes. The next thing that I underlined here was uh, children in our care, yeah. just that phrase. I, when I grew up, I remember watching reruns. It was reruns at the time, so it's a super old um, series. But if you remember the old uh, Faulty Towers, oh, yeah. 
classic. And I love the show. Like it's yeah. it's it's one of my favorite comedies mm. in, in history. And the whole premise of that show is you've got this hotel manager, Basil Fawlty, yeah. uh, who in his own mind and his own estimation would run the perfect hotel, the perfect service yeah. if it wasn't for the pesky guests yeah, that's right who all come with all their idiosyncrasies and and issues and and special requests you know and yeah, special and, requests and yeah. so you know we say so there's this whole, it's a comedy a whole series made it made around mm. this idea that he it's him and his hotel yes and his staff and the problem is these guests yes and ruining everything that's right and sometimes i think we can inadvertently get into that frame of mind with school that mm. you know this would all go perfectly to plan yeah. if it wasn't for these students yes and narrow it down even more it would all go really well if it wasn't for that student yes yeah my, my perfect lesson plan program whatever was derailed by this this one annoying student and i mean i think it's you know that's not an everyday occurrence but we can definitely see that you know things would be a lot easier if they weren't there instead of realizing that they are the one in our care. Yeah. They are the one who we're here to First tailor. and foremost, that, that's, yeah. what we're, that, that's the person we're called to, mm. the person that's in front of us there, that young person. So it's really, really important. And again, words are powerful. So I yes. think this kind of pledge helps just readjust our thinking again because the, the tide of culture will pull, pull in a certain direction. Mm. And what we're talking about is countercultural. Absolutely. So it, there's a... There's a, there's a a resistance and a yes. swimming upstream mm. and so coming back to it and saying no we're not going with the with the flow on mm. this but we're we're different yeah. is really important absolutely so true and then the uh the last thing there it says growing in our professional learning and we, we have touched on this talking about necessary elements of growing faith but also excellence in our craft yeah but i see that as we pledge to that like a, a pledge that is more than just uh well this is something that i have to do but it I endeavor to this because I want to do the best in all that I do. Yeah. And what I love about this being in the pledge mm. is that it links my professional learning, my professional development very strongly to my purpose yes. as a teacher. And so it's not about meeting NESA hours or mm. meeting requirements or going to a particular PD in and of itself. But I have a responsibility Yes. to be becoming more effective in what I do mm. because what I do is really important yeah. and really matters. So so that's good. So four key points there. Now that's that's our pledge and, and um, something that we've we pledge here at our school every year. And words are powerful yes. and they they convey meaning and they, they create meaning. And I love the fact that we come back to that at the beginning of each year in our mm. school. And in lots of Christian schools there's variations, versions yeah. of the, the same kind of sentiment and values yes. uh, that happens. When we were talking uh, before recording this, we were talking about the challenge in this because as, as we were looking at it, I was thinking, well, here's, here's a statement of intent and purpose mm. for our school. What's my statement of intent yes. and purpose for myself mm. as a Christian educator? I think a really powerful challenge for Christian educators, people in Christian education, is to uh, sit down and, and think and pray and write down what is my purpose? Yes. What is my intent for my career, ministry, and calling? Mm. And um, and we would love to hear from you. Love it. if you have any any key things that have stood out to you, or key things that you feel as a as a Christian educator or someone working in a Christian school, or maybe someone who doesn't, but as a Christian, this is actually what I'm pledging my life to. These are the things. This is what I'm um, 
I'm being called above the line to. These are the uh, this is the vision for who I'm becoming. Yeah, and, and there's something powerful about putting words to it. I mm-hmm. think a lot of us we have a sense in our heart, in our spirit, and, and a direction of what our purpose and calling is. But going through the process of giving it language, putting yes. words to it, and committing to that. Mm. Uh, really solidifies and is a, is a powerful thing to do it's hard it's hard work yes but but worth doing and worth sharing mm. so bless you on your journey and uh love to hear from you see you next time see you next time thanks for listening today we are a new podcast so it would mean the world to us that if you are finding these episodes interesting or helpful in any way that you would share it in your school network or on social media. We want to get the word out there to other educators about this podcast. So if you can rate it or leave a review, that would go a long way to helping us get the message out.